It's only but what remains. So don't give up. I promise. It's just trapped in time. Trapped in time. Trapped in time. Guess we're trapped in time. 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 Okay, we're trapped in time. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode two. Thank you for those of you that have been listening to me and following on. Um, again, y'all just don't know how great this makes me feel to be able to open up and share with you guys, you know, about some things that I went through that really changed me as a person, you know, and, uh, there were real stressful times or real hard times. Um, and I had, you know, Either two ways to go. Either two ways my life was gonna was gonna was gonna span out. I was gonna end up this miserable person that never learned to handle anything and you know lost ambition and you know, just that person. I, I didn't wanna be that guy, you know. Never be able to fall in love, you know. Ultimately, because I couldn't love myself. I didn't want to be that guy. Did not want to be that guy. I want to have a family. You know, I, I come from a great family. I'm, I'm definitely a family-oriented man. And I've always known that about myself. And so for me to be feeling like that, feeling like the, feeling like this, the way that I was at the time, was extremely disturbing to me. And it shook me. And, you know, my actions definitely showed that. You know, so that I, I couldn't allow myself to be that guy. I knew I had to do something to, 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 to bring that spark back into my life. You know, that flame, that love, you know, that fire, you know, that, that ambition, you know, just you know, determination, willing, you know, I can conquer anything. I If I if I put my mind to it, I'm going to do it. And not just, I won't just do it, I'm going to be the best at it. You know, that's the attitude I, I, I you know, was in, I had in high school. You know, I played sports and football. And I had I had dreams, but, you know, uh, God obviously, you know, wants to use me in, in the other way. And I'm, and I'm so thankful that, that he did and that I'm, that I'm, you know, here doing this the feeling that I have now is unexplainable because you know it's just I know just even I know what I'm doing like I I know what I'm doing is right you know what I'm saying because you know I went through something so that that was so tragic to me that was so it was such an experience in my life that you know now I've made it to the other side and I'm throwing the like rope back yo get it let me, get, let me get you over here. You know, let me get you over here. Come come on. I got you. I got my brother's back. I got my sister's back. You know? So, yeah, here we are. So here's episode two. Man, so we ended on, 
me, you know, making the decision to quit drinking and my mother um, really stepping up to the plate that day and, uh, you know, immediately responding to me in, in a loving way. She, she put all that, what happened in the past behind her so quickly and just came to my aid. And, you know, within an hour we were out of the house and I was on my way to my first AA meeting and my mind, my head, my body was just so like, ugh. Mind you, I was somewhat kind of hungover, but also I was in a, I knew exactly what was going on. And it was, I wasn't like out of my, I wasn't, you know, was out of my mind. I was, I was definitely here, but I was, you know, the consequences of drinking, going hard the day before, I definitely felt it in my body. But it was like a different experience because I'm on my way to an AA meeting. You know, I'm not on my way to, you know, Waffle House or, you know, we don't have Waffle House in California, but, you know, you all, it's, being out here in, in ATL, we, many Waffle House trips after after going out. Y'all y'all definitely know what's up. But, yeah, so I'm on my way to this AA meeting, and uh, we get there, and it's, and it's, you know, what I expected, honestly. It's a bunch of white people, um, and they were – if not like middle age, when I'm saying middle age, they were like 40-ish, but older people. You know, and they, guys had their personal coffee mugs and everybody had coffee. I'm actually a huge coffee drinker to this day. My mother got me a Keurig. I have a Keurig upstairs in the kitchen and she bought me a personal Keurig to have in my room and decaf coffee to drink at nighttime because I just be, I drink coffee like a lot. I love coffee. Um, but yeah, so they all had these coffee mugs and stuff like that. But whatever, you know, I you know, I'm from California, so you know like again, in just the way that I am, I don't let people that you know what's on the outside hold me back from being able to try to get comfortable at least, you know. So, I'm sitting in this, you know, AA meeting and they start, you know, prayers and people sharing, you know, people start sharing and stuff like that. I don't think I shared that day. I did. I t- I told them that, you know, I I'm Today, I just decided that I'm going to stop drinking. Like, I've been really having a hard time, and I, today's it. You know, I'm, I'm done. And they were real supportive, you know. And at the end of the meeting, people were really, you know, con- telling, congratulating me, you know, as if I did a great thing. You know, congratulations, young man. Like, you know, to first off, telling me, too, that they don't see a lot of young people coming through AA, but, you know, just congratulating me. And I felt good. I felt I felt good. I felt like I made the right decision, you know. And I, I knew I was going to go back. I, I told myself that I was going to go back there. You know, my mother, when I got in the car, and she, like, waited the entire time. She went around the corner to a Starbucks, got herself a little coffee, and, uh, you know, was waiting. And I called her when I was done. You know, it's like I'm in, like, middle school again. Where I ain't had no L's. And moms is, you know, you, don't remember, you remember them days with moms and moms and pops, were, you know, having to take you everywhere until I had to get a bus pass. But, uh, yeah, um, so, you know, she pulled up. She was real happy, smiling again. The night before, I cursed her out. I'm her son. I'm her baby. But here I am. She's happy and smiling. You know, I, I made a big decision here. All in a matter of a moment. It wasn't, you know, trying to easily take myself off. I just made the decision. I'm done. Cold turkey. Out of here. You know, she was real supportive, you know. And um, I, we went to a little event afterwards. She did have an AKA event that we went to. And, you know, I went. And then, you know, I actually saw some people there that 
I haven't seen since I was like in high school and since I was a child. And it was definitely difficult trying to put the front on. You know how that is when you at events and you trying to put the front on as if, you know, you're doing your thing or I'm taking a break from school right now. I'm a, you know, I'm trying to come up with a story because I really don't know what what's going on right now. I just, you know, just a few hours ago, I just quit drinking. I told myself I quit drinking. This is day one. This is not even a full day into day one. This is, you know, during day one. You know what I'm saying? And so cool. Uh, you know, so the the whole day my parents are trying to, like, make me feel comfortable, trying to make me feel good. You know, they're, they're both in good spirits. You know, they, they want to go out to dinner. On, my, on our way to dinner that night, my cousin called me, my older cousin Marquesa. She's when I, and she's she's like a sister to me for real because she's probably about 15, you know, 15 years older than me, something like that. But uh, uh, and she she was like my first babysitter and all that kind of stuff. So we we're she and I have a special kind of bond. You know, she's probably she's like the next woman next to my mother that you know I, that it has some a certain kind of feeling. You know, you know, like with my aunties and you know what I'm saying. Like y'all know, it's family, it's blood, it's love. You know what I'm saying. But she she's she cares about me, she loves me, and she always calling and checking in on me. Um, but you know, she called me this day. I told her, I told her everything that was going on. I told her, I, you know, I, I quit onto AA meeting, whatever, and cool. And she, she had just graduated from uh, San Diego State. Um, and she said, well, you know, one of my professors. See, I thought she said her professor ran the AA meeting, but in reality, what it what it was, the professor was went to the AA meeting. But you know, the way she described it was like, it's this young, you know, it's over there by the college. It's this young. Hip, you know, like it's it's you know it's younger people in the AA, and I was like, oh, she's like, and they start late, you know, um, start at nine, nine thirty, something like that, um, and I was like, oh, all right, well, cool. She was like, and she explained to me, yeah, like they like to start late, and they be sitting out there hanging out in the parking lot and talking and stuff like that, you know, because you you know that just that being young spirit of like you know, uh, of a uh, you know. Uh, when you going out, you know what I mean? We hang out, you know, especially as black folk, we like to hang out, you know. I don't understand why people get intimidated by that because not, not there won't be no thought of doing anything bad in anybody's mind when we just be outside hanging out. We really just like being outside, hanging out around each other, loving each other. We're community, you know what I mean? It, it, that, that's really what it is. So, um, but you know that's but the, you know so that's how that's how that's what I felt that's what I took from her telling me like oh there's you know they that's why they start late you know they they be outside hanging out um you know before the meeting and like after the meeting and whatever so I'm like cool I want to go so and it happened the, the, they do it every day I was like oh so bet I'm about to go like tonight you know so I hit two a.m. meetings the first day I quit drinking. So my, I'm telling my mom, I was like, oh, that's that's nice. I'm so happy Marcus called you and whoop whoop And, you know, so I'm feeling kind of good or whatever. So, you know, that night my mom takes me to my, uh, takes me to that one, you know, the same day. She takes me to that one that night. On the way there, uh, I see this, this dude roars past us on this Harley. He had his, he had the ape angers up on the Harley. You know what I'm saying? He looked mean. You know, it caught my attention. It was a white dude. You know, just like, you know, in California, we got a lot of different, like, you know, the whole, that whole bike culture is real. You know what I'm saying? And like, and it's real for everybody. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a community. You know, it's, it's, it could be black and white and Latino and stuff like that, but I've definitely been to places where everybody was just there and all because they had one common love, and that was the Harley. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, this cat, he rides past us, you know what I'm saying? And it's, it, it caught my attention. 
And so whatever. So we get there and that bike is in the parking lot with a, a lot of other bikes, a lot of other Harleys and stuff, a couple of street bikes, you know what I'm saying? And whatever. And then, you know, of course, people in the cars and stuff like that, too. But I just noticed all these motorcycles. So cool. So I go inside in my mind. I'm trying to point out. I'm trying to go I'm, in my mind. I want to point this this dude out, you know. And I pointed him out. It was this old, like, not old. He's like probably, probably about 50, you know, ex-military cat, uh, Thick mustache, you know, tattoos, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, he was got a real deep, loud voice. And, uh, yeah, man, that's my guy. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I'm in, this, I'm in this AA meeting, man, and I'm telling you, it was just the group of people that were there, you know, something about them. And, and, and I was, like, maybe – two of the black people three maybe and i thought about that at first but then i just started listening to what was being talked about completely went away now i'm here now i feel like we're all one people start sharing their stories everybody got a story man everybody got a story man i've heard it i've heard it i've heard it these people start sharing their stories and i'm just like wow whoa Wow, and it's come from all different kind of people, man. And it was, you know, and, it's, and the thing I like about it is that these people look like ordinary people. They weren't, you know, it, it was it was different. You could, there was people in there that definitely made a lot of money. There was people in there that had nothing. You know, there was people in there that were, you know, average, you know, whatever. There was all different kind of people in there, and everybody had their own personality. Everybody had their own individuality. Everybody had something, like they were themselves. But in this room, they were open and they shared. And they shared, and it just wow. And I shared, and whoa, I'm feeling better, I'm feeling great. So I started going to this every night, like I, I was, I was going, you know, and um, I was going every night until I got, like I got hired, and uh, I got this job, and you know, then I can only go uh, on Fridays and Saturdays because that's when I was able to get off until I go. But that just so happens that particular group like that was the Friday and Saturday crowd you know what I'm saying so I wasn't really missing anything you know what I mean um and I mean I've just met so much these powerful people that do amazing things you know what I mean like professors psychologists uh does the code the people that do code you know coding for making websites artists tattoo artists musicians you know teachers like oh my goodness you know what i mean like it, it was crazy and i remember one night i was sitting next between a homeless cat or yeah he was like i feel like he was homeless and this other dude who probably was running some super multi-million dollar company and i'm sitting in the middle of them but we were all connected we were all one there was nothing different about except the fact that one made more money than the other you know, that really hit me like, yo, this these people, are, we're all humans. We're all humans. Like, it doesn't make a difference what, you know, what you might do. What you might do is what you did or what you got. Everybody has different circumstances, but at the end of the day, we're all humans. We all have to breathe the same air. You know, we all have feelings and we all go through things. You know what I mean? I thought that was powerful that these people didn't allow what you know the, the social you know the social 
constructs, you know, definitions of the world, the the stereotypes. They didn't allow all that stuff to 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 in, to you know mess with their mind. They didn't allow that to, to to poison their mind. You know, these people were all connected. and They all genuinely cared about everybody. They all genuinely cared about each other. You know, and that really made me feel. That really made me feel like I was accepted, for real. And so, like, like I told you, I didn't, I didn't stay consistent with it though, because I had a, I had a deeper meaning. I, I was, I was good. It was good for me for that, for that moment. It was really good for me that moment. You know, and I, and I went back. See, when I, I started falling off, I didn't start going as much, and you know, but I would still show up. You know, I would still go back from time to time. I had to definitely kind of keep my head on. Like I had to, you know, at least, you know, I had to. When I was feeling a little down, I had to go back and get and like get refilled, you know, like just 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 remind myself that there's people out here, you know. But um, I mentioned that Harley earlier because, you know, when I was in there and I got real close, dude's name is uh Greg, uh, you know, I got real tight with Greg and I was starting asking all these questions about Harleys and, you know, and so I made a, I made a, uh, I made a um, a a goal. I said, yo, if I can get. 90 days yeah so excuse me it was 90 and i was like, like 30 to 60 in the earlier episode but i was wrong it was i told myself i can get 90 days sober straight i'm gonna go buy a harley straight up i told myself i was and i was also starting to see a psychologist too started to really go to the psychologist throughout this moments I, I really started to you know go to my psychologist at least once a week you know, and I was talking to him, and it was good. And brothers, I want you to understand something. There was nothing wrong with going to see somebody to talk, dog. If you don't feel comfortable being able to talk about some of the things that you talk about, you know, with your with 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 your boys or your parents or your girl, whatever, you know, what I'm saying, if 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 you don't feel as comfortable talking about them about some stuff with them, then why not go to a psychologist and talk with him? Or her, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a problem, man. You got to take care of your mind, dog. If you want to be sharp, you got to take care of your mind. That's how that is. If you want to be sharp, you have to take care of your mind. All right? So, yeah, I'm just going to see the psychologist. And I told him that, too. Yo, 90 days, I'm going to get a Harley. Okay? 90, you know, 90 days later, I was riding my Harley, my first Harley. And I fell in love with it. Oh, my goodness. I love Harley Davidson's. I fell in love with it. I joined the community. I was bought into a culture that was, that, that was bigger than me. And there was so much history in it. You know, there was so much history in it. In fact, one of the brothers that worked down at the shop um, where I got the first bike from, he gave me this patch called the Iron Elite. I got it on my, I got it on my cut now. And it's honoring the African-American heritage of Harley Davidson riders. That was a real thing. Then I started getting on the computer looking up Iron Elite. They got a whole YouTube series on Iron Elite. Go check it out. Go check it out. Like, for real. You know, some of those guys that be looking crazy riding down on these big hogs and stuff like that. You know, people be all afraid and stuff like that. Them is some of the, the most, you know, the most, the wise, some of the wisest men that I ever met out here in the motorcycle community. Some of the wisest men that I ever met were out there on the, in the motorcycle community, man. I'm trying to tell you. Oh, man. I can, I got, you know, that's going to be a whole different series. My, you know, my riding, my, 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 my riding series, my, my stories about, you know, riding on the Harleys, man. I've had so many different stories and just the Harley Davidsons and just, just how I, when I got into it, I immediately, I, I jumped into it and, and I fell in love with it. 
And so then I realized over time that, you know, what really helped me get through drinking was the fact that I fell in love with something. Something had me that was like, oh, like that, that made me want to do stuff. It made me want to get up. It made, it made me want to go interact with people. You know, just the author, the strength of, you know, this Harley Davidson. And, and it, I met so many different people off the Harley. And, it, and it's funny how life works because one of my homies that I, that I grew up with just so happened to be like riding for real. You know what I'm saying? And he been riding like he's in the clubs. He's in the club and everything and brought me in. Like he really he influenced me. He got me out there in San Diego, straight hog at MC. Um, and he like it's just funny how that works. So like when he realized that I was on the hogs, too, then boop, that they're done data. You know what I'm saying? So like it was just funny how that worked. It connected real quick and real easily. And that's my, my brother Carlton was. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Carlton. You know, we still talk. You know, I'm out here in Atlanta now, but he checks in on me. In fact, you know, my homie that, you know, my my, my brother that I lost to suicide is actually Carlton's cousin. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that was the other. It's just the, the, how strangely life will connect you and people. And then the situations and the things that happen with you and these people. You know, that's how I know God is real because that stuff doesn't just happen. You know what I mean? Like. I didn't meet Carlton until I was like in, in, later on in high school. Me and Aaron been teammates, and then me and Carlton end up riding together, same club. He brings me in. We've been boys. We, me and Carlton, we live in the same neighborhood. When we met, we instantly connected back in high school, you know. And so, and then boom, boom, boom. These years later, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just strange. You know, it's funny how life does things. But you know, I, I, I love them, man. I love all of that, that whole culture, and I, and I truly miss it. I've been in school. I haven't really been able to. Get into that's part of me. I haven't been able to give that part of me a much. I haven't been able to get any energy because I'm in school and just you know not being able to work like I was back then. I can't even afford to keep a bike right now. But Lord knows when I get one, it's over. Um, because you know I found a I found peace on that 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 experience. I found peace in there. And for the fact that I met these other guys, you know, I was introduced to riding in AA. I was introduced to Harley Davidson culture in AA. You know what I'm saying? From all the things that I think I know about the whole motorcycle clubs, you know, culture and all that kind of stuff. From all the things I used to, I, I thought I knew about, it, I'm thinking like, you know, motorcycle gangs. First off, is yeah, that's the first thing somebody's going to correct you on is gangs and clubs. This is a difference. But whatever. Um, you know, just the, the stereotypes I had, you know, drug dealers and, you know, they just wild, wild guys, you killing people, whatever. And that's that's the stuff that you've seen on the media. I'm not saying there's not people out there that, that do that. There's people out there that do all kind of crazy things of all different kind of backgrounds, of all different kind of races. It's not just a specific group of people that do those things. It's unfortunately we live in a world that like to target on. They like to, you know, target on a group of people, magnify the people in that amongst those group of people that do crazy things. And then that those few people can make a definition for all of us, but that's 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 not the reality of the world. Everywhere that you go, you got some kind of craziness going on somewhere. Somebody is doing something. There's good people in the world, and unfortunately, there is evilness. There is bad. You know that's why you have to have your you have to be you know spiritual your spiritual guard always got to be up, so you can so you can recognize that it if you ever you know if you're ever confronted with it. And I've had to, you know, my thank God, like I've had my, you know, how that my spiritual guard was up. I've recognized evil and, and like, I can't hang out with you. Or, nah, I'm, I'm going to do this instead. You know, whatever. You know, it's just 
those situations. You got that's why it's important to have that 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 that's you know your mind fed, your heart fed, and your soul fed. And you have to find love. You have to love yourself. You know what I'm saying? So, but yes, you know. So I, you know, I was introduced to this culture at AA. So and these guys have been sober thirty years, forty years. You know what I'm saying? They, you know, like they really this is their lifestyle. They still go to AA because they just love it. You know, and I respect them for it. This is part of their life. This is what they do. You know, these are some hardcore guys, and they introduced me to this culture, and I ventured off and found, you know, my little, my, my little rock, my little club. You know what I'm saying? Like, the in my neighborhood, and which was good, and they respected it too. You know what I'm saying? That's what, and it's it's like they almost it's like they gave me a they gave me a uh, what's that that uh what's old DJ Caliby saying uh the uh oh I can't even, I'm having a complete brain freeze right now because it's everybody's. <laughs> Whatever, they gave me a tool, they gave, you know, they threw me a lie, like, yo, find your peace. So, I, the motorcycle, the Harley, I hopped on the Harley, found my peace, you know, and uh, I found love. The fact that, and then when I recognized that I, I, I had the ability to love something, you know, that's when I turned it on myself. And that's when I was able to start loving me again. You know, I started looking at myself differently, like, yo, you actually are kind of cool. You know, you're not all those things that people said about you. You are not what you did back then. This is you now. You can do this. You you can be different. Just let the little things. You just you just quit drinking, man. You you told yourself you can get ninety days. You get and you did it. Wow. So you can you can keep your word. Okay. So you can be disciplined. Wow. I'm learning new things about myself that you know that were always there. I just never I just never gave it any attention. That's what I'm saying. All the stuff that you want to do, everything that you want to be, who you're gonna be is already there. You just have to turn it on. You know, it's like, you know, we don't ever see people, you know, we, we I, I, that's that's what I have. I have an issue sometimes when we see these celebrities or these people on you know, high pedestals, they have like a, a gold medal, per se. You know, we see the gold medal. We want the gold medal. That gold medal was shiny. It's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? But we don't see what it took to get to that gold medal. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you got you got to you got to do that to yourself. You are that person in your mind, whoever you in your mind that you think that you are, that greatness, that that powerful individual that you are, that loving individual that you think you are. You are there. You're that is you already. Just turn it on. That's all it is like you just have to turn it on. Like, you know, it's hard to recognize that when you're blinded. By the pain. I, res- I understand that. Trust me. I cannot, that's why I don't knock people for, you know, when I've had people come to me talking about, like, you know, time to drink, and that's cool. You know, and I'm, I'm, I, I extend, cool, extend myself out, bet. You know, and then you know, they're not really ready, and that's okay. I respect it. It's okay. You know, you still got to, you, you, the, the, the worst thing that you could do to yourself is let somebody else tell you what to do. Okay, let somebody else influence you not you make the decision for yourself but you let somebody else influence you so you know if if you were to quit drinking for somebody else or you know for the wrong reasons or if you you're trying to give up something for the for the wrong reasons the moment that something hits you're gonna be right back where you started because you have to make the decision for yourself that's really what you have to do so until you get sick enough of that shit until you get sick enough of that pain all right, until you're tired of smelling yourself, 
where you get up and do somebody. That's what it's going to get down to unless you are okay with living in funk your entire life. You got to take that to your grave. Is that how you want to live your life? Is Are you okay living like that your entire life? Because you don't have to. It doesn't matter what your circumstances. It doesn't matter what your situation is. You can turn that whole thing around. The entire thing around. You got to look for the positives. You got to look for the joy. You got to look for the greatness. You got you got to find it. You got to you got to you got to look for it. It's there. You got to find it. You can't focus on the bad. If it's, if, if it's bad, it's bad. Bet that's what it is. Cool. Now let me find the good in this. There's some still there's still good out there. Now let me focus on this good so I can build. So this can grow so I can get away from this bad. You know see what I'm saying? You just gotta let it like rock real quick, you know what I mean? Like let it sink in. Like you gotta I know that was a lot. Like you gotta because it, it took me a minute to recognize it. I had a lot of stuff going on. You know what I mean? When I was when I was in the early days, early stages of quitting drinking, I had a lot of stuff going on. Like, even then, you know, I was trying to make sense of it. Like, yo, this, what I just explained, like, that stuff that happened over time, them realizations, numerous things that happened over time, you know. But I was really like, you know, I had the bunch of cool, cool. But while I was on that, I still had to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still had to figure it out. So as I'm sitting here riding, I'm thinking, I'm really trying to put pieces of the puzzle together. You know, I'm still making bad decisions. You know, and I had one decision that could have really, it had nothing to do with alcohol. It had nothing to do with addiction. You know? But it could have really shifted the direction of my life if it were to go through. But the craziest thing is the decision made itself and I had nothing to do with it. If you can understand what I'm saying, the decision made itself and I had nothing to do with it. So when the decision made itself, it did not include me. Just the way it, I, 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 I would love to go in detail, but this is it's kind of it's real personal. Again, I'm, I'm writing, you know, and I, and I want to put out this in the, you know, in a book form as well. So if you really, really want to get deep with me, then that's the place to go. But I want you to, to, to try to get back on what I was saying. The decision made itself, and it had nothing to do with me. And after that, that's when I had to make a decision for my life. And that's when I made the decision that I needed to get back in school because I had a moment of realization there that if that decision were to go the other way, then my school and everything else that could have been would have just been a memory. And it would have been just a coulda, woulda. I wish I would have been that. I wish I would have taken this more seriously. I wish I would have done this when I was there. I, I realized that how off of one decision could take all of that away from me. The option, the, the fact that I can still do this, it'll take all of that away from me. You know, but the fact that this decision made itself and it had nothing to do with me, that was still an option. And I made a decision right then and right there that I need to get back out there to school and I needed to finish what I had started before 
something else comes up that I have no control of, but it can control my the direction of my life. God looked out for me in my situation. All right. And I know y'all got situations where you just can't explain it. God looked out. To, you just can't explain it. You just can't explain it. That's exactly what my, I'm trying to tell you. That's that's how that's the kind of decision. I'm, that decision that made itself that had nothing to do with me. I just couldn't explain it. I just couldn't explain it. Yo, that was God sending me a direct message. Like like Instagram. God sent in my DMs to say, yo, get your act right and get back on your shit. So when that happened, I went home. I had to go make peace. I had to go, I had to go, I had to go, I had to go apologize to people. I had to do a few different, I had to do a few things in order to get back in a good place to make that option real. And I had to accept it. I had to own up to my downfalls as a man. I'm speaking about my parents. I had to go face them. Okay. I had to own up to my downfalls as a man and try to convince them that I get it and I'm ready to take it serious and go back to do what I what I what, what I what I've started. It was not easy. And I had, oh boy, I felt like I I was in court. I had to I had to argue my case. Some of y'all are probably laughing at right at that right now. If you know me, you know why. You, you know exactly what I mean when I said that. I felt like I was in court, and I had to. I was in court, and I had to argue my case, and that's what I did. And it worked out for me. And this is where I am now. This is where I am now. Some of y'all are probably like, oh, I just kind of got lost again. I'm gonna be, you know, just 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 think about it. And if you really want to get deep, when I get this writing done, I'm I'm so serious, guys. I'm going, I'm going to put it out there for y'all to read. And if y'all really want to get real, y'all can y'all can definitely read that. This is just one way of putting it out. So yeah, you know, so even in the midst of my of my of me, you know, I just quit drinking and and you know I've I've found a new love. I found I, I had a love for something, and because of me finding that love for being able to ride in, in, in the whole Harley Davidson community, I, I ultimately learned to love myself again. And even in the midst of all that, I still had stuff going on where I could have got myself in a in situations. You know what I'm saying? That's it's so I had, it, it's just funny. Like what is going on? Like I thought I just quit, you know, I, nobody told me, you know, when you quit drinking, everything's going to get perfect. It's not, it's, life is still going to happen. Life is still going to happen as it regularly does. It's still going to be moving. The way I like to think about life is, you know, when you're in the airport, when you're in the airport and you all, and they got them big old long hallways and they got them like escalator things that, you know, move and people be walking on them and it helps, it helps you get from one end to the other a lot quicker. Right. So just imagine that's life that that uh, that 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 walkway thing that's moving. Just imagine that's life, okay? That thing is moving at all times. So when you get when you when you're born and you get on it, when you walk on it, you know it's moving. You could try to stop all you want, but you're still gonna be moving. And at some point, you're gonna get to the end of that escalator, and it's still gonna be moving. 
So I'm not saying like run towards the end, but what I'm saying is that you can't get stuck and let life pass you by. You cannot allow yourself to get stuck and allow life to pass you by. At some point, you got to realize, yo, I need to make a I need I need to make a change. And you need to make the change because that's and that's what happens. It starts with you. You know, you have to make that 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 change. Nobody else can make that decision for you. But you you have to make that change. Something has to drive you, you know, so much it has to has to push you so 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 much that you that you get up and you make a change you know my mother used to tell tell me all the time growing up when I'd be trying to get into something new or whether it was like playing an instrument or you know just trying to like pick up a good a, a good study a study routine or whatever she used to always say it takes 30 days to make a habit it takes 30 days to make a habit all right, cool. So it's a day at a time, and that's how you have to take it. So day one, and this is how I counted out my drinking when I when I quit. It takes 30 days to make a habit. It takes 30 days to make a habit. Day one, I got one day down. Thank, thank you, God. I'm, I feel great. I want a whole day without drinking. I felt great. Day two, I got day two down. Thank you, God. I made a whole day without drinking. I feel great. Day three. I got three days down. No drink. I haven't had a drink in three days. Wow. Thank you, God. My mind's starting to feel a little better. Things are starting to clear up. This feels great. Day four. Day five. Day six. Day seven. Day eight. So forth and so on. You get the, you see what I'm saying? You you have you have to stay within the moment. You can't think of you, you. You it's good to plan for tomorrow, but you can't get so caught up in tomorrow that you forget about the current moment. You have to stay within the moment. You have to be disciplined, and you have to you have to you have to treat yourself like like you have to be real careful. Stay within the moment. Every hour counts. Every minute counts. Every second counts. You know. Stay reminding yourself, yo, this is this is what I need to do. I'm I'm doing the right thing right now. And I know I'm doing the right thing. Oh man, I really want to go to the liquor store. Oh, I'm driving past the the gas station. I I normally like to stop and pick up a forty ounce right now, but I, I I can't. This is real. This is real for me. I'm really doing this. And you you you're doing that to yourself, and then over time, it just becomes who you are. Naturally. When you used to have to think twice about passing that gas station for that 40 ounce, you don't even think about it no more when you're driving past the gas station. Ain't no, what's the 40 ounce? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, because it becomes who you are. You, 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 you're like retraining your mind. It's like, you know, putting your mind through a boot camp. Putting your mind, it's definitely like putting your mind through a boot camp. And it gets better. Every day gets better. Every day gets easier. But you have to stay careful. In fact, I remember after, you know, I stopped going to AA's often. One of the uh, nice ladies that really opened up to me and, and talked to me, she asked me, her name is Linda. She asked me one day, she was like, uh, do you have a sponsor? 
She's like, did you get did you get a sponsor yet? And I told her no. She was like, Well, you should you should really think about getting a sponsor because you know I know everything is all good and stuff for you right now, but you know this can really get difficult, and it's just good to have somebody to to lean on that understands you. And that really that moment really hit me. I was like, whoa. Cause at that time I was like, yo, this is kind of like I was getting good. I was, you know, taking a day at a time, everything's feeling good and whatever. And then she hits me with this. Like basically telling me like it's all sweet, man, but you know, it can still get ugly like that. You know? And I believed her. Cause she's a she's a vet at this. She's she's been sober for a minute, you know, she's she's been doing her thing. But I took that kind of differently, though. I was, you know, that's when I really started to kind of fall off from A, like, and not go as often. I'm not saying she she definitely did not push me away. I'm very thankful that she said that to me. But I, I just, I, I had to have, I needed to understand that, that what she said to me even more. And I feel like God, like, just the way he is from that situation I got myself caught in that could have changed, you know, the, you know, the direction of my life. I feel like that was his way, too, of getting my attention. Because it was around that same, it, it was somewhat around that time, maybe a little bit before that situation that she had made that comment to me and then that situation. I feel like, yo, he was saying, yo, you need me. You need, I'm your sponsor. You you need to, you need to put this in my hands. You need to let me, you need to let me take, you need to let me do this. Let, 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 talk to me when you're hurting. Talk to me when you, when, when it's, when it's, when it's, when, when it's, when it's, when you don't understand it. Talk to me when you're confused. Allow me to, to, to show you. Allow me to open things up for you. Just me, 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 me. He, God, you know what I'm saying? That's all he asks is just that you just give it all. All, all of it. Don't let it, don't, don't take that no more. Give it to him. Let him use it and see how he's going to take your pain and turn it into a beauty. Turn it into a blessing. Because that's exactly what he did with me. He turned it into a blessing. I didn't realize it then, but when I quit drinking, that day, the day that I changed, opened me up to be able to help people. And I have, I don't even know how many people I can help. But just knowing that if I didn't ever, if I never quit it, if I never quit drinking, Imagine all those people out there who probably went had it a lot worse than I did, who I can help. You know, just imagine all them probably have a lot. Some of them have it worse than I did, and I'm not me. I'm not who I am now to be there for them to be able to help them the way that I can. They wouldn't have the help. So think about that. You are needed. You are needed. Whatever you do, you are needed. God took my pain and turned it into a complete blessing. I've been able to understand myself more and understand that I'm able to help and I want to help people. And it's not like I walk around here just trying to, hey, are you drinking too much? That's not me. I don't even approach people about it. I'm still hanging out. I still go, I still go out 
Okay, I still go. I sometimes I don't party like that. Not obviously not like that anymore. But you know, people my age drink, and they when we, when we function, I still function, but I'm not drinking. I've had to hold it down multiple times. I've had some people try me. I've had some people that know me try me, just because they know that I say I quit drinking, but they don't know how serious I am, so they pushed it, and I held it down. I always hold it down. Nobody can make me do anything that I I don't do. Because I know who I am. You feel me? Oh, so yes. You know, me doing what I did was the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Because just me and the few people I might be able to help in my life, those are some people that don't have to live in misery and pain anymore. And that makes me feel good as a person. You can smile. I can smile. We can all smile together now. You feel what I'm saying? So you you got to really just allow, you know, whatever you got, you know, what it is is going on in your head right now. Whatever it is that you got going on in your mind. Try to just just try to just let, just let go and let God just like let him grab it. And like I said before in the previous episode, if if you if you're not a Muslim or Christian and you don't believe in God, whatever you have, whatever you have to hold you down. That's outside of this world, outside of this reality, this, this 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 basic stuff. Whatever it is that you hold on to, let that take care of it for you. Whatever it is, I respect it. Just let just let it just let it take care of it. Let let like let the universe take take the, take it from you. Just think differently about it. Don't don't sob about it too much. Stop throwing yourself pity parties. How you gonna throw yourself a pity party? You know, let the universe take it from you. Just let it go. You lift your head up and just like breathe. And drive on. Keep pushing. Whatever you're doing, just keep doing it. But just think about it differently. Smile. Just try to smile. Love yourself. Let the universe let the universe take care of it. Put it out there differently. Put that way you're feeling. It's like release it differently. Release it differently. Let the universe take care of it for you. And you and you'll be amazed at just how you know getting up in the morning and just going through your daily motions in life, just how smoother things may start to happen for you, or just the different opportunities that might just pop up out around you. Maybe they've always been there, you just never recognized it because you've been blinded. But now that you're not blind no more, you best hop on them opportunities. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, that's 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 what it is for today. That's what it is for today. I feel good. I feel good leaving it right there. Um, and, um, you know, I really hope that, you know, what I'm saying is is touching y'all because it's real. And I just I just want y'all to understand that everything that is coming out of me is coming from my heart. OK, I, yeah, I'm writing and, you know, I give myself a few points to talk about. But one, I don't even really look. My computer keeps going black. That's why sometimes when you 
hear me getting kind of sidetracked. That's me trying to get my computer back, you know, just in case if I were to get sidetracked in the middle of talking, but whatever, you know. But it is, I, I, I but when I see, I, I just, this, all this is so real to me that I don't even need it. You know what I mean? I just start flowing and it just comes out the way that it happened and just the, how, I, how I was able to recognize and reflect. Reflection is great. If you don't reflect, you need to start reflecting. You know, whether you do it, you know, while you're sitting on the toilet or when sitting on the edge of your bed, while you're laying in your bed at night before you sleep, really just give yourself some time to reflect. You know, like, and just think about how you could, how you could do better. You know, just, just, and then try to correct yourself from the mistakes you made yesterday. Just let's get take it like this: if you at least give an effort to being the best you, I promise you that you will see results. There'll be better results out there for you. I promise you. At some point, life will give in. All right? But don't let life take over you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been real today. Again, like, y'all just don't know how great this makes me feel to be able to do this. And we just let it all out. This is good for me. It's like a revolving door. You know, I've, I've, people have been definitely hitting me up, letting me know that, that this has been effective for them, that thing that they really appreciate. And that is, I, so, I thank you. Thank you for that. Because to me, this is like a revolving door. Y'all are helping me just as much as I'm helping you. If you feel like my sh- me sharing what I'm sharing is helping you, just your just your love and the feedback and just just knowing that this is helping somebody out th- out there helps me continue to to live my life righteously. All right, we are here to empower those who feel powerless. All right, for real, because we all have power all right y'all take care i'll take care of yourself today and uh you know i look forward to speaking with y'all next time this is trapped in time and we are out